Yo, Adam. Yo. What is the most engaging, yet still improvised segment of things we could say during this pithy intro? Um, <laughs> hey, yo, Peter. No. What's up? <laughs> I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Daily jazz. <laughs> well, that's I mean, the OG slogan. That's OG. And we're going to go, although this podcast is not released every day anymore, you not can consume close. it every day. You could consume and, it every fact, day. In fact, we've heard from many of our dear listeners yeah. that they love us, but only in short segments. You know, so they, they might listen to 10 minutes on their commute, and then they say, I'll come back for the next juicy morsel tomorrow. Tomorrow. And yeah. hence... Daily jazz advice coming at you. That was the original uh, tagline. Yeah. And we've had several since. Um, you know what else is coming at you? What? Memes from four or five months ago, Peter. Really? <laughs> yeah, like the Good Boy Noah, the Hey oh, Yo Peter. Right, right. Yeah, if anybody doesn't know, go check out the uh, Good Boy Noah on Instagram. Shout out to a very funny recipe. Okay, why is that a meme? See, I, I my understanding of memes is so. I, aren't, aren't those reels or videos? It is a it is a reel or video, but it's in meme territory in that it's uh, meme culture. Yeah, in that okay. we're saying it to each other. <laughs> we're using it as a way to express like a wink, something. Wink. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah. Anyway, well, it's, it's very creative. It's good stuff. Today is our. Grammy wrap-up. That's right. Grammys are a little bit, for me, Peter, I don't know about for you, but they're a little bit like the World Series. I don't watch it all the time, right? but I kind of want to know the outcome. That's right. You know? That's the same with me. It is a little bit of FOMO with the, with the Grammys because I'm always sort of like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not there this oh. year. Oh, I'm not up. But it's I just a horse race anyway. Exactly. It's not a real... But yeah. then I see these uber-talented uh, folks... Um, several of which are part of the Open Studio family. That's right. Uh, several more of which are, are friends of the pod or friends of ours. Um, so it, it is kind of a cool thing. And, it, and to me, it sort of restores a little bit of hope when, um, you know, it's a Jeffrey Keezer winning or a Nicholas Payton as opposed to a Millie Vanilli or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but, or say a Robert Glasper instead of a... Uh, Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Yeah. yeah. We'll get into that a little later. That Wait, who's Robert Glasper? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who the bleep is Robert Glau? Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is kind of cool, and uh, I was just looking. Maybe I'll even throw this up. Big shout out to YouTube. We're on the tube, the YouTubes. Did I you mean, know we'll that? see how far this one goes because we'll be playing some music here on Spotify. So. That's right. Look at that jazz winners, and maybe we should start right here with the lovely and talented young Samara Joy, who I mean, won. You talk about talented. Holy smoke! Is this not the story of the the Grammys? At least for it for is. all jazz lovers. Yeah, she won best lovers. new artist, not best new jazz artist, best new artist total. Right. That's right. Which is incredible, uh, and well deserved because she is an electrifying new artist. That's right. Uh, she won also. Um, Best vocal jazz album with Linger a While. And I thought we could start with Round Midnight. Have you heard this, Peter? This is unbelievable. Oh, it's fa fabulous. Yeah. This is uh, Samara Joy's version of Round Midnight. and colors she has in her voice is astounding. Tears 
I've shed today You will pause Waiting until tomorrow Dreams of what could be Come close to me Timidly There's a brand new day Inside At that time Just one of the minor players Look for what you love The day to come Let your eyes put out their light At that time Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. I this is a hard tune. It's a and she's it's a hard tune to sing. I kind of I uh, some sadness. I mean the range of it. Every day is gonna bring some the phrasing. This was not written as a vocal originally. So take what you can. But she makes it a story. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Chased away to smite at night at their day. Let your spirit stop the fight. I just want to skip yeah. to the end because the end is haunting. Yeah. So I'll we're think no more about today. The outro. Yeah. For in a while this old day will be yesterday. Alone at midnight in my room. I sit here in the room. My dreams tell. The sharp 11 on the minor chord? Yeah. He stays there. That's gorgeous, And then comes man. off it. It's so haunting. As opposed to some kind of unauthentic, you know, holding it on she's, with studio trickery. She's the real deal. Yeah, She's absolutely. the real deal. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, she... I can say I haven't heard... Um, well, I've heard her... Well, I got a chance to play with her once, actually. Oh, cool. We... Uh, maybe six months ago, so I for a nice. private thing in New York. Yeah. And she was just, it was very informal. And um, I had met her before. She came to see us at the Vanguard, that's right, the year before, and came back and hung and um, with McBride and everybody. It was just super, like, 
humble but present and just like kind of one of the guys and gals and um, I hadn't heard her at that point, but this private thing that we were both doing, she was like, oh, I'm, you know, really excited to, she's, you know, she's like, she was kind of asking me, what do you want to do? I was like, no, absolutely, you know, what do you want to do? It was just duo, one song. Yeah. And she's like, well, do you know Stardust? And I was like, oh, yes, I do know Stardust. But I was just thinking, I'm like, she's 22 years old. I'm like, how good is her, her Stardust going to be? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew she could sing. Yeah. I knew she could sing, but that's a hard, I mean, in, in different ways than Round Midnight. It's a grown up song. It's a grown-up song. Yeah, I feel like I'm just getting grown up enough to play it. Agreed. You know, and she did it in some—I don't remember what key it was, but uh, it was the right key for her. Yeah, and she knew her key. Yeah, and we did the—I just kind of laid out the first chord on the introduction, and she came in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, We're good. it was like yeah. it was very much." You know, she was she's an old soul. Yeah. You can feel that in her music. Yeah. But not in like a corny throwback, I'm gonna go do the the old school dance and put on a weird outfit kind of thing. There was that youthful energy and exuberance and discovery yeah. that came through in her voice. You can hear that here on Round Midnight as well. And and not coming from like an academic corny place either, like, oh yeah. I'm I'm a student of the I mean, yeah, she's a student of the music, I'm sure, but not in a way that I think some of these singers feel like they have to copy different things. And yeah. a lot of people are saying, like, oh, I've heard some criticism already, like, oh, she's just copying Sarah Vaughn. I'm like, first of all, that's not a that's not a put down. <laughs> yeah. That's not a that's not a bug. That's it's a also feature. not directly <laughs> possible. It's not directly possible, yeah. and if it were possible, what you're trying to insult her with is a compliment. It's right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Right, saying like, feature. oh, it's just another Stevie Wonder or something. It's a yeah. feature. Not another a Wayne Shorter. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to me, she's really, if you're going to say anyone, like, on that track, and, like, I remember when we did the Stardust, I would say more Ella Fitzgerald coming out of that to be accurate anyway, but there's enough different influences, and yeah. I think enough lack of influences as well, yeah. which I think is important. Like when you're a young vocalist or, or just a young musician that's like horn player, vocalist out front or piano player, whatever, but especially a, vo a vocalist because you, your instrument is right there. You, you always have your instrument with you. Yeah. Um, to be able to avoid the pitfalls of being like, I'm going to be the next Ella Fitzgerald or Diane Reeves or whatever. Yeah. Um, you have to have a certain openness and not to be like attached to any one artist in a way that you're trying to do that. And I think she just... You know, the type of singer, and because her instrument is so robust, her range is so big, it's such a beautiful instrument, and she has so much control and, and kind of education in how to, to play that instrument, you can really get, that can be used for kind of some corny things, and she's definitely avoided that. So big shout out to Samara. I'm a fan. Yeah, me can too. Can you tell? Yeah. No, she's got, <laughs> she's got it all. She's got the, yeah. you know, the voice for it. All the technical stuff you would want, all the musical stuff you would want, but you're right. What she, her, her probably biggest strength is there's a, a real genuineness, a real authenticity, a real comfort that she obviously has already at this young age that is inspiring. I'm inspired by her sound, actually. Like, I listened to this album yeah. yesterday all the way through, and it inspired me to pay more attention to my own sound production because mm. you can tell, like, uh, her sound is such a, a distinctive part of her voice mm -hmm. and a, a part of making her music effective. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, sound is the most important Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. You know, the sound you get. And this record was produced by Matt Pearson, who um, I guess I saw him relatively recently. But, I mean, we used to work with him back in the 90s because he was the Warner Brothers. He produced Live at the Vanguard. Nice. Joshua yeah. Redman. Freedom in the Groove, Mood Swing. I believe all those records Ever heard of around that time. Classics now, yeah. yeah. 
as well as a bunch of other Warner Brad Meldow's first records. Um, the Art of the Trio, Art records. of the Trio, yeah, and stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. And so, you know, I'm sure he had a lot to do with the sound on this record. It's a beautiful um, sounding album. Yeah. Like just the right amount of space on the drums. The right. voice is rich, obviously. And I've heard some. Can we talk about a little bit of the mutterings in, in um, jazz Twitter and other places that have been happening since she won? Because she won for the best new artist. Yeah. And like not, for jazz vocal album of the year. Yeah. Not a, not the jazz new artist, but like. There is no jazz. There is no jazz. Yeah. But yeah. like. Overall, best yeah. new artist, which is incredible. Did like Olivia Rodrigo won last yeah. year, and like Millie Vanilli won many years. Not that we're comparing her to Millie. <laughs> they, they took that, that, that away point. from them. They took it away from them. <laughs> Grammy low point. Yeah. Uh, but there's been some um, simmering, um, maybe resentful kind of things I've heard where people are like, well, this is going to be the last jazz record she ever makes now that she's best new artist. She's a star, and kind of some like, oh, too bad we're going to lose her. And I would just say that. That may or may not be true. I think Samara has a lot of different things to say. Her, she comes from, from my understanding of it, more of a gospel um, background. Her family. Her family. Or, yeah, yeah, like her grandparents had this famous gospel group out of Philadelphia. I remember McBride talking about that. And like, I don't know how directly she was involved with that, but her dad, you know, is a gospel and, and other thing, uh, other types of style bass player and stuff. I don't yeah. think she came up in this strict jazz thing. You know, and I don't, th I don't see that as a bad thing either. Obviously, she can sing jazz. Yeah. But I'm very excited to see if she wants to and has an ear for it. The other things that she wants to do. Well, remember this time last year we were talking about John Batiste and yeah. his sort of like uh, um, shifting gears a little bit to uh, still definitely like jazz influence. He's a jazz right. pianist, but like you know, exploring other forms of music and winning. The album of the year, right? Jump into some other lily pads, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm fascinated by the talk lily around pads. Samara Joy and about uh, the next artist we'll listen to, Robert Glasper, about if they're deserving of these major Grammy awards because they're not mainstream pop acts. You know, right. uh, people were kind of there were mutterings on Twitter about you know who is Samara Joy, uh, famously mutterings on Twitter about who the f is Robert Glasper, <laughs> right? Because uh, Robert Glasper won. Best, best straight ahead trio record, right? No, best <laughs> R and B album with right. Black Radio Three, and I believe this is the th this is the third time he's won in that category. I know, category. I know. And famously, Chris <laughs> Brown <laughs> took to Instagram to be like, "Who the f is Robert Glasper?" Which is hilarious, right? Uh, because how how are you a professional musician? I want him to say, "What the f is the You'll Hear It podcast?" I know. Can we anger him to the point that of that would doing be great? That? that would really help the podcast. <laughs> but no, and some people were saying, you know, for Samara Joy, and some people were giving Chris Brown though on a serious. Note, I know. I no. mean. It's not good, man. It's not good. <laughs> the whole thing is not good. I mean, the only reason I know him is from headlines of with Rihanna or yeah. what, anyway. And then uh, Bonnie Raitt won, so I believe, Song of the Year. She's back, and she beat like Taylor <laughs> Swift and Taylor all these Icy, all, all the these Taylors. people, right? All the Swifties and, are coming on. Hard and there were a lot of people like, "Who the f is Bonnie Raitt? <laughs> Ten-time Grammy Award winner, like thirty million records sold, or something like that, and won the Lifetime Achievement Award last, last year." year. <laughs> uh, no, Why? Bonnie Raitt, a legend. Memory. You what, know what? what is this when they say like, oh, we everyone's got Wikipedia and a computer in their pocket, yeah. yet we still fall into I know. who is this? Well, it's Google funny. her. It brings up a good Google her. A, a good you know um, 
there's never this kind of talk around the Oscars when there's like an <laughs> art house film that does really well. People are like, oh yeah, it's just a great film. Who who the f is Martin Scorsese? <laughs> Nobody's like Steven Spielberg is seventy years old. He shouldn't even be in the conversation. It's not relevant. You know what I mean? I know, it is but weird. people say that about Bonnie Raitt. I think I think young people take for granted that music is not just a sort of like fashion competition or right. even like a style competition. Right. But it is. There can be great art made well into uh, or a popularity thing. Or yeah, it's not like even a popularity you're just thing. Social media star. Also, I don't think people understand how the Grammys are voted upon if they knew <laughs> the music nerds that are voting on these things because right. have you ever been to a local Grammy chapter meeting yeah, I've, yeah. I've been to several I've voted for years I, I did think. too yeah, yeah. And it's just musicians, like right. studio musicians, professional musicians. Of course, they're going to vote for Bonnie Raitt and Samara Joy. Yeah. Like, they know what's up. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Well, I mean, and I think the intersection between this award and also, like, album of the year um, that has, you know, the Venn diagram between jazz albums and these really big-time awards is only every few years. I think Esperanza Spalding was the last time a so-called jazz artist won the best new artist. And that was probably 10 years ago, right? At least 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you have like Herbie Hancock with... Um, River. Was that River? That yeah. He, yeah, for the, the album Letters, of the year. Album of the year, yeah. Um, but there's John Batiste. John Batiste. I mean, it, it happens. Robert Glasper is poking his head in and out with the black radio stuff for the R&B category. With the R&B yeah. category, right. Um, so, I mean, I like it when artists, and not just that we know, but we know our talented musicians that have a following but they really care about their art and their craft like what we're about to hear next with robert glasper and it's just kind of a, f a fun addition that there's the jazz crossover but this is not like one of his jazzy records no but, it's black but radio 3 man it's black radio 3, you know what you're is, getting at this which point is just like black radio 2 only a little yeah. better which is just like black radio 1 well, let's listen to it this is be uh, play better than i imagine featuring her and michelle and diglio cello um her just a little taste you'll get the vibe it's really good did glasper ever hear dilla Jay Dilla, you think? I, don't, I wonder. I'm going to send him. I'm going to text him a track so he can. <laughs> uh. I wonder if Chris Brown's ever heard of Chris Dave. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Her is really good. I'm going to send Glasper and Chris Dave's number, too. I think they could hook up and really do some cool stuff together. So I don't, we don't have to play this. This is 15 million listens on. Really? Yeah, this is a big, yeah. this is a big That's song. That's a nice track. I mean, I've, yeah. we, I've vibed out to that. And it's, you know, Glasper, we, we're big fans of, of big Robert fans. Glasper. Kind of whatever he does. Like, he brings an authenticity to his music. Uh, what was the last thing we saw? We saw he was like... Introing oh uh, Justin Lee Schultz that's right on the thing yeah the that was Blue like Note. his gig yeah and we were looking at the the OGs react to IGs thing and Glasper's there like you know recording him but like Glasper is a very you know I mean he's one of the most talented musicians of our generation that's coming from the piano or anywhere yeah um, and so we have a special affinity for him because we know him but also just because he's a jazz piano I mean just like some of the other artists we're gonna well with Keezer it's we're been, gonna come across it's been fun to watch Robert Glasper's career I'm, we're about the same age because his thing is now copied so much yeah <laughs> that it's like part of the like when you hear him play it, you're like, oh, that's the Glasper. Oh, that's Glasper himself. Like I was, you know, right. you're like, oh, that's that Glasper shit. Oh, that's, wait, that's Glasper. To see the world <laughs> discover him yeah. kind of. And it hasn't yeah. really been slowly because he's had some breakout, these breakout really big records. Yeah, yeah. But, but all of his, he's, so, he's a renaissance guy. So like he's 
one of the funniest musicians I think that I've ever met. He's super easily, like, easily, easily the one of the funniest. He, well, he's in the group, top five. I like to funniest, say I, yeah. I've, I've, I've. Doug, you want to be in there too? Yeah, I want to be in there. And of course, that's the sh- a sure sign that you're funny when you nominate yourself for being one of the funnier musicians. No, but he's also witty and like super quick. He is quick. Which we pride ourselves on as jazz pianists as, yep. as being that. But that's been fun for people to see that. I don't know if they saw that fully until recently. I don't know if you saw the Trevor Noah, and I would recommend that you can look the interview up with Trevor Noah. Interview yeah, with really Trevor good. Noah because he can hang with Trevor Noah. He can hang. It's, it's kind amazing. of like we're we're talking about musicians that play sports well. We think they're good until they get around real athletes. Yeah, musicians we think are funny and they get around real comedians. He actually hung, and that was a super funny, not only interesting interview. Yeah. But super funny too, and that's got to be intimidating being up there with one of the greatest comedians in the world. Oh, you see him, but you see him hanging. He didn't have a piano there. (laughs) He he can hang humor wise with like real people who are good at this. Don Cheadle, there's some great footage of him and Don Cheadle doing some bits. Even Chappelle and Chris Rock, there's footage of them hanging, and it's amazing, man. He's he. You're right. I love the 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 speed thing because he's super fast. He's got just a quick wit and a quick mind. Yeah, musically and otherwise. Yeah. Speaking of a, a beautiful mind. Uh, our buddy, open studio artist, yes. and now this isn't just like he's made a course for us or whatever. Like he is regularly engaged with o- the open yes. studio community, and he's one of our primary artists. He is a brilliant pianist and one of our favorite people. Jeffrey Keezer, yes, won a Grammy, won his first Grammy. He's been nominated very, a bunch. I didn't realize he hadn't won, so this is cool. It's amazing, man. And he he gave a beautiful speech. I don't know if you've seen it yet. He just posted that. Um, Late last night or, or last last evening, something just for variety too, because he won in this category that was part of their kind of realignment a few years ago. Um, where is it? Say? Best instrumental composition. Yeah, and this is such a cool record. This is from Playdate, right? Yeah, we just yeah. actually we listened to this a week ago today in the open studio uh, listening sesh. Yep. We listened to Playdate. We had Jeffrey on the Zoom talking about making it. This is the opening track. This is Refuge. This is gorgeous. By the way, featuring St. Louis's own Shedrick Mitchell here um, on the B3 okay. Refuge. Check this out. I love the texture of the harp and the strings. I know you like that transition. I love this so much, man. Is that something that would interest it's you? It's so interesting. Mm. It's Ron Blake on the tenor saxophone. That's some keyserism right there.
How good is that? I just want to give a quick shout out to to an old friend, Aaron Davizzi, who is the mixing engineer on this. We went to college together at the oh, new nice. school way back in the day. He's a great guy, one of the founders of the Bunker Studio in Brooklyn, one of yes. the great studios in New York City currently. And I think he did a phenomenal job, which would, must have been just a monstrous mix to deal yeah. with. I mean, think about it. You got a full string section, you got a horn, you got a harp, you got piano, uh, bass, drums, percussion, and B3, right. and tenor saxophone on top of it all. Like, that's a, it's a big deal. The record is beautiful, and all the string mixes are gorgeous. And, yes. uh, and the writing, too, on this, the string writing is as good as it gets, in yep. my opinion, of blending the rhythm section with the strings and how it works. I think Jeffrey did a brilliant job with the whole album, actually, but this this tune, uh, rightfully so, uh, deserved the Grammy for for the best instrumental song. Yeah, and I just want to jump back to here. You can go pick this up on... Uh, you better do this quick, because this should and will change, but Playdate yep. is a fantastic record. You can download this right now for $6. Go do That it. is the bargain of just do that. On Bandcamp, You, know, you can yeah. get the CD, too, and the vinyl, which we have here. Right yeah, we studio. do have the vinyl here. All the money with Bandcamp goes directly to the artist, or yeah. a very, very small fee yep. taken out, so it's kind of the most efficient way to get your and funds you get these high-quality, yeah. you know, flack. Um, it's not just, just MP3s available on there. Yeah, it's good But it's stuff. a fantastic record, and, 100%. you know, Big shout out to Keys. Yep. Well, that's it. We're going to go out here Wait, with... we have one more? We have one more, but we're going to go out with the one more. It's Respected Destroyer. This was the um, best in instrumental album. Uh, oh, right. From Terry Lynn. From Terry Lynn Carrington. Yeah. Nicholas uh, featuring Nicholas Payton, friend of the show. Yep. This is a great album called New Standards Volume 1. But before we go out on that... Yeah. Wait, let me just pull this up here, because this was actually... No, this was best jazz instrumental album. Is best jazz instrumental album. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Terry Lynn with Chris Davis, Linda May, Han O, oh, fantastic yep. bassist, Nicholas Payton, Matthew Stevens. Yep. Um, Great group. We just want to shout out a couple other folks here. We got Ulysses Owens, uh, one of our favorite uh, drum instructors here at Open Studio, an amazing artist. Yep. Who won with Stephen Fife Key and yep. the, what was that? The, 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 the big band thing, right? Yeah, the Gap. Uh, Generation, Generation Gap, Gap Jazz Orchestra. Jazz Orchestra. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, which, I almost said the Gap Band, which the is Gap a whole band. other thing. Yeah. Uh, which um, Ulysses is an integral uh, part of the process and everything with that band. John Beasley, yeah. who won for, so I'm just like, there's just too many people that are part of the fam here. What did he win for? Arrangement for the Charlie Parker Best thing. arrangement, yeah. With the, um, for Scrapple from the Apple. Right. Yeah. With the uh, SWR big band. So that's that's a cool thing. Yeah, and John Beasley is actually, he's going to be doing a master class with us yes. uh, a week from Friday. Yep. You know, one more thing with the Keezer thing with the Refuge. He In his speech, he referenced, he thanked Wayne Shorter, mm. Donald Brown, and Billy Childs, his oh, like, wow. biggest living compositional inspirations. Can you hear that? Oh, Can yeah. you hear some Billy Childs in that? Absolutely. Orchestration and everything? Well, and it's such a cool thing because some people might be like, well, why didn't he win his first Grammy for like just a ripping jazz trio thing? Yeah. Which he certainly could and will and should. But I think that I love this when they kind of get something right. Best instrumental composition. I didn't listen to everything else in the category, full disclosure. <laughs> but I can tell you one thing. There's I good know stuff. That that Keezer, M Miguel Zanon was nominated. Yeah, a I mean, bunch it's going to be great yeah. stuff. But I'm saying like, I mean, to say that Keezer is not one of our greatest instrumental composers out there doing this now, yeah. you know, on this fantastic self-produced, I believe it's self-produced record. And, you know, so that's a fantastic thing. Also, big shout out to Bobby McFerrin, yep. who, among uh, many other folks, got a Lifetime Achievement Award. That's right. I mean, how did he not have one before now? 
Yeah, well, he got one now. I mean, he won record of the year. Him like and Nirvana and Hart. We saw it, Henry Mancini handing it to him. That's you know? right, yeah. Um, Snarky Puppy won for something. It's always fun to see them. Oh, Best Contemporary Instrumental Album. At first, I thought it was Contemporary Christian Instrumental Album. I was like, They oh. went a different route. <laughs> <laughs> um, and who else? Oh, t- uh, Terrence Blanchard. I'll just throw this up one more time. This oh, is, yeah, yeah. This is our sh- um, we played this opera. Absolutely. Well, you played it. <laughs> I played at it. Fire Shut Up in My Bones. You played the premiere of it. I did play uh, the premiere. Best Opera yeah. Recording. I believe that's with the uh, Metropolitan Opera. Um, Isn't that what he did it with the Met? Yeah. They did it with the Met. I guess they didn't want to do it here. So these are more kind of, you know... um, Your loss? Yeah. Intersection of jazz and big-time awards. So that's cool. So we're going to go out on uh, Terry Lynn Carrington, Nicholas Payton, Chris Davis. This is Respected Destroyer. uh, And yeah, till next time. We're Grammy positive. You'll hear it.